This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tedford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 12 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. I wouldn't call it total chaos, but it is getting a bit chaotic in the division races right now in the Mountain West. Let's start out West. Nevada wins on Saturday night at number 24, San Diego State, 17-13. So that's the second conference loss for the Aztecs to fall to 4-2, and two, but they still lead the division. Hawaii getting their third conference win, 42-40 at home over San Jose State. So the Rainbow Warriors and Nevada each a game back at 3-3 three and three in conference. Fresno State suffered their third conference loss at home against Utah State, 37-35, but the Bulldogs at least tied with Hawaii and Nevada in the loss column at 2-3 in the Mountain West. Over in the Mountain Division, Boise State maintains their one-game lead in the division courtesy of a tightly played 20-17 overtime win against Wyoming on the Blue Saturday night. The Broncos at 5-0 in conference, Air Force and Utah State each a game back at 4-1. Now should Boise State suffer a single loss in any of their last three games, the Broncos have the head-to-head tiebreak over Air Force, while Air Force has the head-to-head tiebreak over Utah State. Wyoming and Colorado State both clinging to life in the Mountain Division race at 3-2 and two in conference. It's all a push to the 2019 Mountain West Football Championship game Saturday, December 7th on ESPN. Latest college football playoff rankings out on Tuesday. Boise State ranked at number 21 by the committee. That's four spots below Cincinnati and three below Memphis. So the Broncos will need some help to get to the Cotton Bowl. Boise State number 19 in both the AP and coaches polls. San Diego State and Air Force receiving votes in both polls, while Wyoming is still getting a vote in the coaches poll. After last weekend's action, Nevada now bowl eligible at 6-4, joining Boise State, Air Force, San Diego State, and Wyoming, so the Mountain West now has five bowl-eligible teams. Coming up on this week's show, we check in with that six-win Nevada team as we're joined by the excellent play-by-play voice of the Wolfpack, John Ramey. But up next, an extended conversation with Hawaii head coach Nick Rolovich about the win over San Jose State, the quarterback change, and that explosive run and shoot offense. It's the week 12 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. 
the Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Hawaii now 6-4 and four on the year after Saturday night's thrilling 42-40 home win over San Jose State. The Rainbow Warriors now 3-3 three and three in conference in a game back of San Diego State in what is still a very up-for-grabs West division. Joining us right now in his fourth season as the head coach at his alma mater, it is Nick Rolovich. Coach, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Great to be here. Always doing fairly well, if not better than that. But great Mountain West season so far for everybody. It certainly has been. All right, so we look at the last two games for your team. A three-point loss two weeks ago at home to Fresno State. Then Saturday, a two-point win at home against San Jose State. Everyone in this West division right now is so evenly matched. What would you point to as the difference in getting the job done on Saturday? Well, the Fresno loss hurt. You know, you think you get the momentum, you get back, one score, onside kick, get in the end zone, tie it up, and then Coach Tedford and, and his QB and their offense did a great job marching town to get the field goal. That one hurt, you know, but we had to rebound quickly because we knew there was a talented San Jose team coming in, and offensively especially, they're, they're working at a high level right now. You know, I think the spark of the quarterback change may have been because uh, he played great. I mean, really close, pretty close to mistake-free, uh, was accurate. Made some plays with his legs, played within the offense, but Chevin Cordero played great for us. Yeah, you mentioned the quarterback change right there. Uh, Chavin, five touchdowns, three through the year, two on the ground. What led you to that decision? And once you got to look at it on film, how did you feel about the way the Cordero played? Chevin, not Chavin. Chevin. <laughs> you get it, get it right. No, it's all right. Um, <laughs> some people call him Chavon. I actually like Chavon, but it's Chevin. Um, he's been, he's been chomping at, uh, Cole McDonald's heels for a long time now. Had a really, really strong week of practice after coming off and finishing off that Fresno game and doing everything he could to get us back in that game. And just really took a, a sharp look at where he was in relationship with his teammates. Um, his accuracy was, was dynamite all last week. And it's a hard decision because you're taking Cole's numbers off the field, you know, but really feel we've got two strong quarterbacks and uh, I think the the change was, was a positive one for us. On the ground, you've gone 200 or more yards each of the last three games. What are the keys to running the ball effectively out of the run and shoot and how is your group executing those keys right now? Uh, I like that the, the offensive staff has gotten to more pistol looks. I think that gives us some symmetry and some element of surprise and pass pro and, uh, and being able to run the ball. But our guys up front yeah, are really doing a nice job with the boxes they're getting. You know, we've gotten some light boxes in the last month or so. Well, most of the year, really, and I think we've just been more effective um, taking advantage of those numbers in the box. And and I think our running backs, especially Miles Reed, has really been a the vision he he possesses is is definitely a value. But um, he plays inspired football. He's he's contagious with his energy. So um, and. I think the big boys up front are feeling feeling good being able to run the ball. You know, we need to win a game. And you see those light boxes because of what you can do in the passing game. The highlight of that game in terms of big plays, Cordero just letting it fly, JoJo Ward finishing. That was a 71-yard touchdown against San Jose State. Big throw, big catch, big play 
after the catch. When you have two high-impact receivers like Ward and Cedric Bird, how do you handle all of that in game planning? Are there specific routes and play designs in which you think this could be big for JoJo, this could be big for Cedric? Because that's a luxury that most coaches don't have. Yeah, yeah, you look at that, um, but the the core of the offense stays the same. And I, bet, I guess you just you can anticipate what parts of the field or what zone two-on-ones you want to be able to manipulate or at least practice manipulating. But game time, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff that has not been shown on film from teams this year. Um, so the base rules of the offense hold true versus, versus everything. And I think that has been, has been not that we necessarily scaled down, but I think we've not tried to venture outside the offense too much this year and get creative um, we just wanted to get good at what we did and, and let our guys get comfortable with all schemes they may come across on game day. What did you think of that San Jose State team, and particularly the job that Brent Brennan is doing with the Spartans right now? Well, I think the biggest way to judge them is, are they still playing hard? They've played hard all year long. You know, they've, they've learned how to win some games. I think their team on the rise, especially their quarterbacks, playing as good as anybody in the conference. Um, Receiver-wise, you know, Trey Walker is a talent, and they got some young kids coming up. So I think the future is bright. Um, and, and at a very, very difficult job traditionally, I think Brent has kept his energy level up, his positivity, um, being able to recognize growth in, in certain areas throughout this, this process, I think has been a value to, to his players. And, um, you know, they got two left. You know, I think getting – Getting a couple more wins because you're right. The West, there's there's a lot of a lot of parity in the West, and uh, I don't think anybody could take anyone lightly. We'll have more with Hawaii head coach Nick Rolovich after these words from your local station. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Continuing our conversation with Hawaii head coach Nick Rolovich, following the Rainbow Warriors' 42-40 win over San Jose State last Saturday. Coach, at the end of this season, there will have been guys on your roster that have played for you for four years, that have been a part of this program the whole time you've been there. What do you want a student-athlete to take away from his experience as a part of Hawaii football? Nah. You know, and you probably can't judge it, you know, right after the season. But 10 years down the road, when you say Hawaii football, I hope they smile. I hope they had a great experience. I hope they obviously won some games and rings on fingers and things like that. But it's really the people and, and the, the relationships they, they built. Hopefully they look back at them fondly. And then I think that that will make this this year and then the last four years with these guys make it a success. So, Nick, you're a pretty popular guy in the coaching community. You do so much to promote that community amongst other coaches in the Mountain West Conference. So that's the real coaches. Of what I understand, you also have a friend that's a fake coach. So how did you come to be pals with fake Brian Harson in Boise? I, I have a soft place in my heart for uh, cleverness, wit, timing, uh, borderline sarcasm. And and a little bit of guts. I think it takes some guts to, to run a fake coach's account and be successful with it. A lot of people do it for one night when they're out having fun, and then they but this guy is continuous. He's relentless. He's very knowledgeable. 
And I just came to respect him over the years and figured we can, we can get together and sit down for a glass of cocoa one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys did exactly that. What did, what did you chat about that night with fake Brian Harson? Uh, the game we played at Boise, um, the Boise community, maybe what were some of the ingredients that led to their rise to the top and staying at the top, you know, consistently. I mean, how the, how the community has wrapped their arms around that football program, that university. I mean, those, those types of program building, um, history lessons, I think are, are valuable to a place like, like Hawaii. All right, so a road date with UNLV in Vegas Saturday afternoon and a West division that could be anybody's right now after Nevada just beat San Diego State last week. You have the Rebels coming off the bye. What do you have to do to be successful at UNLV? Well, stop the running game and not let the explosive plays um, you know, creep their head up in this game. You know, Make them earn it. Make them earn the touchdowns. Um, any kind of stops are, are, are good, and we got to be efficient offensively. You know, we've got to hang on to the ball. If we could take care of our turnover margin, I think we'd we'd all sleep a little bit better at night. But um, I can't can't knock the the players on this team for their effort to continuously. Again, I, I, I value the, the the characteristic of playing hard uh, and playing for each other. You know, I could do it with some of the without some of these stupid penalties we seem to like to get, but. Um, you know, we can't, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot because nobody's that good, and once you start feeling that good, that's when you get punched in the face. So we'll, uh, I think we'll go up to, to Vegas with the right mindset. All right, Nick, so we go into Week 12 right now, and both division races are still technically up for grabs in the Mountain West. What do you make of the league this year? I think everyone should think this league is a great league. I mean, after, you know, you know they had their media deal, their, their, ad, their marketing, you know, whatever they're saying, those other group of five conferences. But I think the Mountain West, we just we just dug our heels in, went in and played good football, and uh, I think earned a lot of respect top to bottom in the conference for a lot of the wins that, that we got out of conference, whether it was, you know, Vanderbilt getting it or Arkansas getting it or Florida State getting it or the Pac-12 teams. I mean, this is it, – it's a – it's a it's a very unique and um, diverse conference as far as schemes go. I think there's some attraction and some interest that way. And I also think the you know there's not a ton of colleges that play football uh, on the west in the western part of the United States. So I think there's high level of recruiting. I think there's coaches that have that value character, and I think there's been a bond with the coaches. You know, we want to beat each other, but let's 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 lift this whole league up. And I think maybe that was done subconsciously because of uh, the the men in these positions. But I, I've felt it. You know, I'm there for Bob Davies. If he needs help with this deal, he's dealing with. That's horrible. You know, I'm, but there is a there's a healthy competitiveness in the conference between the coaches that I think um, commissioner and everyone who's involved with the conference probably appreciates. That's very well said. Hawaii is 6-4. and four. They go on the road to UNLV on Saturday afternoon. Shevin Cordero. See, I can take coaching. Yeah, you got it. You Cordero got it. and Hawaii at UNLV this week. Nick Rolovich, year number four there in Hawaii, Coach. Thank you so much, as always. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate it. 
More from the West Division up next. We check in with the Nevada Wolfpack after this on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Nevada Wolfpack coming off one of the best conference wins of the season for any team in the Mountain West, going on the road to San Diego State and beating the Aztecs 17-13. The Wolfpack now 3-3 three three in conference in that wide-open West division. They're 6-4 and four overall and bowl eligible. Joining us right now, the voice of Nevada football for Learfield IMG College, it's John Ramey. John, welcome to the show. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. John, so there are six wins. They beat a Big Ten team in Purdue, a much-improved San Jose State team, and they beat a top-25 team in San Diego State last Saturday. Then there are four losses, and the four games the Wolfpack have lost have been by an average margin of 43.5 points. Again, six wins, but then four blowout losses. So, John, how do we define this team? Is this a good season for Nevada? I think if you get to a bowl game, it's a good season for Nevada. I certainly think if you close with two more wins and finish with eight in the regular season, eight victories, that's unquestionably a good season. But it has been interesting. I have made the comment to my, uh, my analyst, Mike Edwards, who uh, was a Hall of Famer at Nevada, he's in the Athletics Hall of Fame, I said, does this feel like the craziest and longest football season ever? Because it has had so many different chapters and so many different plot twists. And opening the year with a game-winning field goal from 56 yards as time expires by a walk-on true freshman, that's its own epic. So this season is a lot of things. It may eventually be thought of as a good one. It probably will be if Nevada gets a couple of breaks. But it has certainly been difficult to uh, to kind of put your finger on exactly what it's been, other than very interesting. There have been three different starting quarterbacks this season for the Wolfpack, but now things seem pretty settled in with Carson Strong as he has now led Nevada to their last two wins. For a variety of different reasons, it really has been a carousel. How much has the uncertainty at quarterback hindered Jay Norvell's offense? It's funny because there have been games when it's been strong and they haven't scored a touchdown, like against Oregon, for example. So I don't necessarily think the quarterback changes have been the direct cause of the offensive inconsistency, but certainly it has not helped assuage that. The interesting thing about Carson Strong versus the other two quarterbacks who have started, Malik Henry and Christian Solano, is that Strong was more injured than people were kind of aware of after the Oregon game. He took a pretty good shot or several very good shots against the Ducks in a 77-6 loss and needed about a month, maybe six weeks, to kind of get back to fully healthy. And that was the Carson Strong we saw in the second half against Purdue, which was a thrilling comeback. So now he's back, he's healthy, and he is the guy. They have cycled through the other two quarterbacks. And 
I, I think the consistency certainly helps. Although also Jay Norvell has kind of taken a bit more hands-on control about the play calling with regard to the offense. And as you saw on Saturday night, Nevada went very conservative. They went old school, ball control, punting and playing defense and thinking about field position. And I said to Coach Norvell uh, in the postgame, you out-rockied Rocky uh, in that he played kind of Rocky long-style offense. And I think you might see more of that coming down the stretch here for the Wolfpack, A, to maybe make things a little bit less complex for the quarterback, who is still a redshirt freshman, and B, the true Achilles heel of the offense this year has been the offensive line. So I think kind of staying a little more conservative uh, with the play calling is helping the offensive line realize and execute their mission better. So, John, nobody is confusing San Diego State's offense with LSU or even Boise State or Hawaii, but we saw possibly the best game of the season from that Nevada defense on Saturday night. Sam Hammond, nine tackles and a sack. He's your Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. Daniel Brown had that key interception. How has this defense improved over the course of the season? The front seven was a known commodity coming in because you had Dom Peterson coming back. Hammond had experience. Chris Green had experience. Hausia Sakona up front. And then in the linebacking core, you had Lucas Weber and Gabriel Sewell coming back. So the front seven was pretty well defined. However, Weber out now probably for the rest of the year with a broken ankle. Uh, the, there were some uh, setbacks on the defensive line with regard to guys who were kind of number two on the depth chart being out for the year, like Caleb Meter, for example. So there had been some depletion in the front seven, but the real story has been the emergence of the secondary. The safeties were young. They were inexperienced. Uh, really, apart from Daniel Brown in the corner, there wasn't a lot of cockpit hours. There wasn't a lot of uh, battle-tested veterans back there, but the improvement of the secondary – has been tremendous. And now you have a guy like Tyson Williams, who is leading the team in tackles and has emerged as kind of a Ronnie Lot-like enforcer with regard to his physicality on the back line. And because of the alignment Nevada plays, 3-3-5, you have three safeties instead of two. So they're just a lot more involved in what the defense does. And the whole of the defensive backfield has just really come on strong down the stretch, and we really saw it on Saturday night. All right, so it's a bye this week for the Wolfpack. Then it is at Fresno State, and then they wrap up with the battle for the Fremont Cannon in Reno on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. What are fair expectations to put on this team to finish out the year? I think if you're going to be cautious, you would play for the split, right? You would think it's probably a much tougher proposition to win at Fresno State than it is to win at home against UNLV. Uh, but I don't think it's out of the question that they go 2-0 and in their final two regular season games. It's also not out of the question that they lose both. Remember, that rivalry game, as in any rivalry game, a lot of weird things happen. Nevada took a big lead, like 20 to nothing or 23 nothing, in memory serves, at UNLV last year, ended up losing. So there's going to be an extra incentive on top of just the normal kind of uh, juice that the rivalry in a cannon game bring. And then Fresno State, you know, who can figure them out? Uh, Nevada has confidence now having won on the road at San Diego State. They had a road win at UTEP earlier this year. So a road victory is possible, and Nevada has proven they can do it. But I think a reasonable expectation would be split the final two regular season games. It's going to take seven wins to get to a bowl game, most likely, as you know, because of the glut of teams at or above 500 in the Mountain West this year. So I think a split in the final two games, clinch a bowl game, and, and that'll 
probably be a, a pretty favorable scenario for the Wolfpack. So that's Nevada. They are 6-4 and four on the year with a bye coming up this week. John Ramey is the outstanding voice of Wolfpack football and basketball for Learfield IMG College. John, well done as always. Thank you so much. We do appreciate it and have fun calling basketball this evening. Well, thank you very much. We'll preview the entire slate of Week 12 games after these words from your local station. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Your Week 12 schedule in the Mountain West begins Friday night. Massive game in the West Division race. Fresno State at San Diego State on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. With kickoff set for 6.30 Pacific time, if either of these teams wins out, they will win the West Division. Four games Saturday starting at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's 11 a.m. local time in Hawaii. Nick Rolovich and the Rainbow Warriors visiting UNLV on Spectrum Sports and streaming on Facebook. Hawaii's freshman quarterback Shevin Cordero. See, I can learn. The defending Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. Critical game in the Mountain Division race, Wyoming, with Tyler Vanderwall at quarterback at Utah State at 2 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app. Got a front-range rivalry matchup at 5 o'clock. Mountain Air Force and Colorado State in Fort Collins on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. Both the Falcons and Rams were off last weekend. And finally, we close it out at 8.15 Mountain Time, New Mexico heading up to Boise State to face the Broncos on the blue on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. The status of Hank Bachmeyer remains in question, so number 19 Boise State could very well be starting Chase Cord at quarterback once again. Nevada and San Jose State both with buys this week. And that will do it for the Week 12 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Enjoy another great college football weekend. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.